I am not Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the reason for that is because uh, we're trying something a little different uh, with our battle episodes. That's right, this is a battle episode. Uh, we're going to have the judges be the hosts. And uh, I'm, you know, the first one to do this. I'm the guinea pig. And uh, yeah, so a couple things. Uh, you're hearing us a little weird today, a little echoey because of some audio issues and some scheduling conflicts, some timey-wimey, wobbly bullshit. You won't care about it. <laughs> um, it's also Will's fault, who is our yeah. actual guest yeah. today. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's what, fine. Yeah. yeah, I'm proud of it. Yeah, so that's a uh, point against your house for this uh, for this battle. I don't even know what that's a reference. It's a to. Harry Potter reference. Cool. Yeah, Wilson's cool. like a big Harry Potter guy. Oh, huge! <laughs> huge. <laughs> I got there's a whole back tattoo of it. Sweet. Yeah. Of what? All of it. <laughs> Witness me. You have you have every word from all seven books tattooed on your back in. That but like in detailed. the red dragon. Yeah. Art Witness art. me. Oh my yeah. god. Yeah. That's Do you see? Do you see? Do you see? <laughs> yeah. That's impressive. Yeah. Oh yeah. It was weird uh taking showers at the fraternity. Everyone would see that shit. Yeah. At the fraternity. And remember, oh, we can get into that later. <laughs> it's all canon, folks. Um <laughs> So with me is also Brian, who sometimes hosts this podcast. And, this is the uh, first time I haven't hosted. Yeah. Give it's this guy my, a break. It's not weirding me out at all. Ooh. Ignore me! <laughs> and then there's also Chewy and Sam. Hi. Hey. Um, before we get started with this battle and start, you know, yelling at each other, uh, let's do some plugs. Let's start with uh, you, Brian. Oh, uh, Venture Bros. Every Monday. We uh, we are just about... Let's see, when this one comes out on Thursday, on Monday we will have the Season 3 finale, uh, which is... A bummer. I'm very sad to see season three go. Sorry, week from Monday. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can remember a time wait. Um, but for that episode, why I bring it up now is we have a very special guest lined up, and I'm very excited to have him on. It is our number one writer at our site, Mr. <laughs> Matt Dykes, has agreed to be on our episode. So it'll be our first ever international episode on the ATH Network, oh, which sweet. I'm, I'm very excited about. We had to do some very clever scheduling to make sure that we could both be in the same place at the same time since we're on the wrong side of the planet, but uh, we figured it out. It's going to be a lot of fun. That's called dedication. Yeah. Uh, Sam, what about you? What what uh, what thing do you have to plug? Well, every Tuesday you can listen to Samwise, an advice podcast in which I answer any question that you, the listeners, throw at me using the Lord of the Rings Extended Editions and their special features. Sweet. Yeah. You have that pitch down. You do. <laughs> it's like you've memorized it. It changes a little every time, though. I don't want people to think I'm insincere. I'm just really stoked on Well, there, there are people listening for that. Like, oh, she's just saying the same copy. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm done with all these shows. <laughs> Fuck this. Sam's not even a real person. She's just a computer program. Oh, Hello. I'd much I'm rather Siri. listen to you when I have to get on like, those phone things trying to get, figure out doctor's appointments. <laughs> They're working on it. Yeah. Samwise's beta. Like <laughs> uh, Chewy, do you have anything anything recently with work and anything like that? Nah, just keep watching Superstore. Cool. What about you, Podcast Ruiner Will? Drink slow brew. <laughs> I have nothing to plug. I don't have a Facebook. Cool. You know, cool. Facebook? We're friends on Facebook. I do not have a Facebook. Then who are you friends with? Oh, did you delete it? I've delete, I deleted it years ago. And who are you friends with? Several years ago. Some Will Plummer that looks a lot like him. Shit. Does he wear pink shorts? He does wear pink do shorts. I do wear pink shorts. Oh. <laughs> the plot thickens. Yeah. <laughs> um, cool. So let's uh, go from that to the section that uh, is the most popular section of this podcast. Where have you been doing? Uh, I'll start. I started watching uh, Russian Doll. 
Ooh. on Netflix. I had a little bit of time between rendering to pop an episode here every now and then. And then there's only ep- eight episodes, half hour each. So I got through it in the same day. Do you like it? I really enjoyed it. Because I really want to start it. What is it about? I like Natasha Leon, so I, I'm in right there. But... Yeah, it's Natasha Leon. It's got time loopy stuff, and then there's a, a central mystery to it. And I don't want to say too much more because I went in completely blank. And even the trailer was like, here's some other things that we're hinting at. I was like, don't do that. Like, it's, the trailer spoils a little bit of things that are interesting about it. I'm into it. Yeah. I want to see it. It's super short. Like, yeah. eight episodes, half hour each. You're done with it in a day. Oh, nice. So. Nice. Uh, I'll go. I, I've been watching a show that I was debating on bringing up or not. I'm just going to go for it. I've been watching a show called Naked Attraction. Uh, it's a show that airs around 10.30 p.m. in England. I'm not sure how often because I don't live in England on Channel 4. Uh, and it's a dating show of sorts. I The way to describe it is that you are standing in the middle of a room and around you there's six people. And they are totally stark naked. And you get all the way up in their junks and everything. And you have to decide whether or not you want to date this person based entirely on their naked body. And I know that sounds a little crazy-ish, especially for an American audience. But I can tell you that it works. It's surprisingly engaging. It's not body shaming at all, which I really thought it would be. Um, As an American audience, you do have to get used to seeing a whole bunch of uncircumcised willies. Uh, they do say Willie. Uh, <laughs> is it like a dog show? Do they like grab their junk? No, no, no. They, no. they don't touch each other. Well, no, touching. Don't, um, <laughs> no touching. No touching. No <laughs> touching. Well, because you said they get all up in there, so all oh. I can think of is like showing their teeth. Yeah. Oh, the dog show. Like, oh, this one is weighted a little heavier yeah. than the other one. There is one where she's like, ooh, I like the balls, but I'm not sure about the shaft. Could you lift the shaft up really quick? And the guy will no. lift the shaft. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, they got all up into the underside of the they shaft? They yeah. everything. Yo, they Bottom show of the shaft yeah. action? Yeah. Like, nice. Like, there, like, there'll be ones where, like, nice. he's like, like, you know, sometimes I'm just not a big fan of too much labia. So, like, that one just is a little too much labia for me, but otherwise I think she's gorgeous. And it's just, like, they, they get into it. But it's all about... Do you get to see their face? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. And, Good. like, uh, when you get down to the final two, you can hear their voice. Or the final oh. three, you hear their voice. But until then, you have to remain entirely quiet. But the thing is, sometimes you're attracted to somebody based on their voice. So if you have somebody who has that real Cockney British accent and you're not into it, yeah. well, then, see you later. Uh, and it's surprisingly engaging. You get to see them go on their date, which is always ferociously awkward. Um, and then you get to see them five weeks later after the date is gone, when usually you find out that they're not dating anymore because this was a horrible plan. But it makes for very entertaining TV, as long as you're okay with seeing <laughs> an enormous amount of genitals. But to find it here in America is kind of difficult uh there are a few episodes on youtube there are a few episodes on daily motion and if you get hooked on it then you're heading over to the wonderful world of Pornhub, where they have everything because there's naked people involved <laughs> Pornhub enjoys that as a matter of fact can we start a dating app that just copies this show <laughs> why do you need a dating app uh-oh Did you just i just married? want to I, uh, dear samwise i'm just trying to try to make some money dating app don't judge me Perfect. Yes. Uh, that's it for me, though. I will, all right. I will all right. let somebody else go. Shui, what about you? My wherever I've been doing has a lot less to do with genitals. <laughs> like, a whole bunch less. I'm already bored. Uh, <laughs> Just kidding. Um, I watched the Valentine's Day of Bob's Burgers, uh, which is very amusing. It's one of their ones when they go on a little escapade, and then the kids have to come up with their own versions of a story that they recite to their parents. 
And, you know, those episodes are always rife with references and amusing things. And this one's about uh, what is the ending of the rom-com that their parents weren't able to finish. And how, through the description of this rom-com, can they solve their parents' uh, marital arguments and get forgiveness for breaking Jean's bed. Uh, it's a very good episode. And for the season of Bob's Burgers, which has felt a little underwhelming because the show's been on for a while now, I thought it was one of their better ones. Cool, cool, cool. cool. Uh, Sam, what about you? Um, for this episode, for this battle, we got Hulu, finally. Ooh. So I started watching The Handmaid's Tale. Ooh. Fun. Yeah. That's it's, a- it's like so much better. I, I mean, I knew everybody liked it, but right. it's a lot better than I was expecting even. Mm-hmm. And Yvonne Strahovski is so, so, so scary. I sh- give her all the awards because she's <laughs> terrifying. She's a very underrated actress. So much. It's like, everyone's great, but she has just been this absolute standout. And I I want to hate her because she is so evil, but she's so good and so tall and so menacing that I'm just like, whatever, team team Serena Joy. <laughs> so I'm not. She's horrible, but it's, it's really good. I just started season two this morning, so I'm really excited to keep going with that. Yeah, I so wish you were in more things. If Chuck yeah. came into this universe, he'd be even more intimidated by her. Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah. Imagine if he went to the Mass Effect world. Ooh. <laughs> She's Miranda. Yeah. <laughs> I know. <laughs> we see a lot of her um, rear end in that game. Yes, you do. Yep. There's a certain conversation that if you click anything, it's just her butt filling up the whole screen. Way she to go, yeah. Bioware. <laughs> Two-thirds of the screen. It's a good butt. I should buy a PlayStation. <laughs> <laughs> You you have a PlayStation. I do. I just never use it. Yeah, I should use buy it, it again. to watch all the Sam Wy- or all the Lord of the Rings. <laughs> yeah, this is true. All the Blu-rays. Yeah. Where have you been doing? What? Where have I been doing? I have been watching a lot of a YouTube channel called Internet Commentiquet, uh, spelled Internet Comment Etiquette. Uh-oh. And um, basically, this this very nice man named Eric Money Salvia goes around and comments on internet videos and tries to teach people how to behave better and be uh, more cognizant of how to be a nice person on the internet. I think he's and losing. And sadly, it devolves into mostly just trolling Ted Cruz <laughs> and talking about, uh, yeah, just it just devolves into... Uh, she also ends up on Alex Jones's page like yeah. once an episode. Yeah, just trolling Alex Jones and Ted Cruz talking about uh, 9/11 was an inside job, and Ted Cruz is a lizard person. But I highly recommend it. <laughs> it's so dumb. It's <laughs> the stupidest thing ever, but it's just delightful. Huh? There's something for everyone on YouTube. Yeah. Yes. All right. Well, except for boobs. <laughs> There's that's boobs. true. Well, uh, Naked no. Attraction is Nipples. on YouTube. There was not many episodes. That's that's also true. It's about two or three episodes. You guys know a lot about shows that feature genitals. I know a lot about Naked Attraction because I'm obsessed with it for about five days. But that's about it. Wait, yeah, yeah. There's a lot you can learn in five days. Oh yeah, that's a lot of time. Yeah, I mean it's really it's a lot of genitals. Not even four days. I started four. watching on Valentine's Day. How many feet were Weird the day to start watching a show. <laughs> it was a great people. day because Pornhub had the uh, the supreme membership or whatever for free. I didn't notice that. Oh, well, you should have taken advantage. I should have. Why do you know this, <laughs> dear Samwise? <laughs> Slowly but surely, in we case, all find out that everyone watches porn. Yes, in case our yeah. listeners were questioning this, we know you watch porn, and now you know we do. And your parents watch porn, 
Your and we're watching you. Watch porn. Yeah. <laughs> it's like that system of a down song. Yeah. 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 I know what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. If you Bounce, get... pogo, 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 pogo. Yeah. 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 <laughs> no, uh, chop suey. Uh, okay. Chop suey. Yeah. I was thinking of every other song but Chop Suey. <laughs> but I went for the pogo stick. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, it's that time. It is time uh, for our battle. And um, a little bit about this battle. We decided to do the bottom 100 films of IMDb uh, on their ranking. It was originally 250, but we wanted to make it interesting. Uh, so I decided for this battle uh, to choose who goes first for it. Oh, sorry, I'm going to interrupt. I know I'm not the host, but I need to throw a quick shout-out to our friend, again, Matt Dykes, who came up with the idea for this episode. Oh, yes, he so, did. Thank you, Matt. Thank Cheerio, you. Cheerio, old chat, pip, yeah. pip. <laughs> Keep spelling those words with U's. That's an inside joke. <laughs> oh, goodness. <laughs> now we'll he'll, find get out, this, he'll get this tomorrow. We'll find out if Emily's listening to our show while she's at work. <laughs> They'll just be like this, God! <laughs> but, so, we're going to do this in the order of the, what I guess would be the worst, or in the way I organized it, uh, the best of the worst. So, we're going to start with Hercules in New York, which was number 43 on mm -hmm. this list. Now, that was Brian's choice. <laughs> And let me get the little timer thing going. Uh, it's five minutes, correct, for yes. five for um, your defense and five for the rebuttal. And we begin now. Okay, so I'm not sure if I'm going to need all five minutes on this, but I'm going to do what I can. Uh, so Hercules in New York is a film from, uh, I'm going to say pre-Arnold Schwarzenegger days. Um, so Arnold, yes, is in the movie, as we all know. Um, but this is when he was still Mr. Universe. He wasn't the actor that we all know and love. Uh, he was the guy who was super buff, liked taking his shirt off, barely spoke English, and definitely could not act. Uh, and it is starring Arnold <coughs> Strong. So this is even before he thought that Americans could pronounce Schwarzenegger, which we've all learned and I love saying. It's great. Um... But it's a weird little movie. It's a movie where they've decided uh, we need to get Arnold Schwarzenegger to take his shirt off as much as possible and fill in the blanks. And that's really all the movie is. But because of that, you're left with this kind of strange, never-ending onslaught of joy. And I don't know how else to describe it. It is a bad movie on the merits of like storytelling and whatnot. But it is one of the best movies I've ever seen when it comes to just making a bad movie look good. And I would rather watch this than most good movies because of that. And it all comes down to a point, at least in my opinion, of the last 30 minutes. Because up until then, you kind of have this loose story thread of Hercules uh, wanting to go live on Earth. Uh, so he goes to live on Earth and he doesn't really get along with people because he's so like old school. But everyone just loves him because he's Arnold Schwarzenegger. He's just got that raw charisma. He makes friends with a guy. It's just kind of like your standard fish out of water movie. Uh, he becomes a wrestler about halfway through it, and that's really where like the seeds are planted for the last half hour. Because when he becomes a wrestler, the mob starts using him because he's a god. You can't defeat a god. He's going to win every single fight. Uh, so he's doing great, but then Zeus isn't really happy about him not listening to him and staying on Earth and wants him to come back and basically says, go get him the back here. Uh, and they send somebody down to go get him. But right before he goes down, they change their mind. And I, I, forgive me, I haven't watched this movie in about a week or so now. Somebody basically says, uh, no, let's just take away his powers and punish him. As opposed to bringing him back up to Mount Olympus. <coughs> so that's what they do. 
So now Hercules is underpowered before he goes into his big fight. And he's supposed to go into this big fight, and the mob is all betted for him. So they're going to make a whole bunch of money, like $200,000 in the 70s. So that's a shitload of money. And he doesn't have his powers anymore, so he loses. And the mob is so angry with him. Because, of course, why wouldn't they be? It's very upsetting. So, in just the most bonkers thing I've seen in a movie, especially out of any movie on the table... He gets in a chariot, because throughout the entire movie, he refers to all cars as chariots. Cuz. And then he finally finds a guy in a costume with a chariot, knocks that guy out, steals his chariot, and proceeds to have a race through all of New York on a chariot with the mob, while the mob is hanging out of a cab, firing guns at him, and he's whipping them while riding a chariot through Times Square. They had to shut down Times Square for this weird Austrian bodybuilder to ride a chariot and fight the mob. And this is just like, I can't explain it. You have to see it. It is just so ludicrous that it's like, if you have anything but just the biggest grin on your face imaginable while watching the last half hour of this movie, there's something wrong with you. Like, it's just so much fun. Because it goes through this whole chase. You hit all these different, like, big monuments in New York. And then it ends in a paper factory for some reason where they're finally going to throw down but they don't want hercules to lose especially because he's underpowered so other gods start coming down to help him and then it turns into in a paper factory gods versus the mob like this is amazing like this is exactly what i wanted to see when i thought of a bad movie and cards on the table when we decided to do this my goal was to pick a movie that i had never seen before and hope for the best and I could not have been more lucky. Because there was three movies I was between. I haven't watched the other two yet. Uh, and I know that they were just bad movies. Because that's the thing. When we're doing this episode, a lot of these movies, I'm looking for something to be entertained by. And there's very little. This one has an entire half hour that is just pure entertainment. And the other hour is okay. It's fine. I mean, y'all like seeing the fish out of water stuff. Arnold's actually pretty good with his comedic beats. You can definitely see the seeds of oh, he might actually be a good actor if he had somebody who knew what to do with him. But at this point in his career, he was just known for being this buff guy. So just put him on the screen, pop his shirt off, and you got a movie. But you can see, like, there's a few moments in there where he has to be on point with his comedic lines. He has to... There's a few moments that he has to actually try. And when he does, he's good. Uh, all in all, I could not recommend this movie more. Uh, and I, I can't just keep blathering about it. But I loved it. That's it for me. All right, the rebuttal starts now. My biggest problem with this movie is whoever wrote it didn't really understand his difference between Roman and Greek gods. I mean, they were all, yes, they are all carryovers and stuff, but you can't go around calling people Zeus and Nemesis and then stick to uh, Hermes and Juno. I'm like, but, come on. But they write about it in the movie. In the movie, they say Zeus or Hermes or like they I don't use remember both them names. ever saying or Because Jupiter. you fell asleep in the last half hour. Wait, so she <laughs> fell asleep through what you say is the most exciting part of the movie. She wakes up but at five in the morning. But it wasn't good enough. But no. She fell asleep before the last half hour. She didn't so, get wait, to the last they half hour. They yeah, waited to the last half hour to address that they're... They no, no, no. They mentioned the it before names. that. You just weren't paying attention. Mm. They mentioned it pretty early on because I agreed with Juno you. Did they ever call Juno Hera? Yes. They do? Yes. Who? I don't remember their names, but they do. I remember because I, as soon as you complained about it, I'm like, oh, I need to make sure they actually do say both names because they were using both names for two of them. They do for everyone. And then when his best friend finds the book about the gods, he's, oh, it could be Greek or Roman gods, depending on who it is. There's lines in there to address oh, it. They okay. fixed it with a line of dialogue. They saw your note coming. 
Nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, they saw her note coming, but they couldn't see that they needed to make the first half of their movie entertaining. To I keep her from falling asleep? I said it was entertaining enough. You can't keep harping on her falling asleep. She woke up at 5 in the morning. I started a movie at 9 p.m. Is it the best? And she had Arles. to work. Oh, God. Sorry. It said, and she had to work at 6 in the morning the next day again. So, yes, I agree. She shouldn't have fallen asleep, but that's because she was sleep deprived. Continue. <laughs> Is it the best Arnold Schwarzenegger movie? Absolutely not. It's okay. not the best Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. It's the best Arnold Strong movie. How many Arnold Strong movies are there? There is one, and All it's right. fantastic. Okay. <laughs> Do you think that this movie is the reason Arnold, like, started using his real last name to distance himself from it? Because this is what I'm hearing. I think that... It, Just, like... No, what I think happened was is that this movie came out, it was okay successful, and it basically just went... No, the only thing in this movie that worked really, really well was people went to see Arnold. They wanted to see Arnold. So there's no point in calling him Arnold Strong anymore because we all know that Mr. Universe is Arnold Schwarzenegger. And if we're going to show up for him anyways, why do we have to keep using his AKA name? We'll just go Arnold Schwarzenegger. So this it movie sounds... just helped propel him to becoming the Arnold Schwarzenegger that we know and love. It sounds like an Alan Smithy situation. <laughs> I don't mean to throw accusations, but I do because I... I'm. this is dumb. Could this movie have contributed to the current body dysmorphia that men feel? Oh, absolutely. But that's more the Mr. Universe problem, not the movie. The movie is just, it's cashing in but on was, the body dysmorphia that comes from Mr. Universe. Did anyone pay attention to Mr. Universe before Schwarzenegger? I, I don't know. I'm not here to defend Mr. Universe. I'm, I'm never, here to defend I don't know any other I think the movie Mr. Universe. and Mr. Universe are one and the same at this point. Like, turning a competition for the, the wonderful sport of bodybuilding into a cash grab is insulting. It's not insulting at all. It worked out great. It gave us one of the insulting. best actors. It gave us one of the best action heroes ever on the screen. I don't think this movie gave that to us. But it did, us. because without this movie, you don't get terminator because this was his entry into filmmaking this is the first people that went this guy can do it sometimes we try a few different doors to get to the same results <laughs> and this sounds like a bad door but it was the first he changed door. his name it was the first door without this there might not be other doors these were the first people to take a risk on him to give it a shot you're speaking hypothetically and you so are insane. you <laughs> <laughs> we're all in hypothetical land yeah. here none of us made this movie but I think, hypothetically, this is all very positive experience for everybody involved. You have an idea how many times he pops his shirt off and he's just super built? There's a part where he sees, like, a play about Hercules. He's like, who is this playing Hercules? He doesn't look like Hercules. He takes his shirt off. This is Hercules. It's like, I love this movie. His muscles are so stretched out that I feel like I could go up to him with a needle and just he'd fly away. Yeah, I mean, this, also, this is peak Schwarzenegger time. of like, my God, you're big. To Chewie's name point, it's Heracles. <laughs> <laughs> God. Bunch of Philistines. <laughs> I just can't. Might as well bring up Samson. Yeah, yeah this is like the death of culture this I movie mean, is john I mean, how can you even allow this like I, this man to present this movie at this I, table i also i mean to be fair mine was ranked the lowest out of all of ours <laughs> you don't but, get points for trying and Brian. i'm not sure oh, yes, you do, they tried so hard and i'm not sure how accurate a lot of the like laws are in this movie because they like go on oh i'm sorry that movies are accurate laws. let's talk more they, about mortal Kombat and it's accurate laws the beginning no, of the movie is just breaking laws so they can get out so, of here with your laws. On a boat, they know whatever our territory, international waters, but they're still in the dock area. That is it. <laughs> I didn't order, order, damn it, order. 
laws. <laughs> I'm talking about international water laws, not physics. So I, what about bird laws? <laughs> All right. Going from that, that wonderful display of joy and argumentation, let's go to The Wicker Man, which was number 62 on the list of the top bottom 100 films oh, of IMDb. No. Oh, no. And let me get that timer going. <laughs> You may begin. The wicka 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 man. Pause for interruption. Sorry, I had to do it. Interference man. Interference on the court. Minus five points for your house. Okay, I think I've got this. Are you ready? You only lost eight seconds. So. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so the wicka 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 man <laughs> legit though i honestly this is honestly a movie that i've always liked i don't understand why it's ranked so low it follows the story of nicholas cage playing a character it doesn't matter he's nicholas cage um which is how all nicholas cage movies work that's a feature not a bug um so he meets up with an ex, he gets a letter from like an ex-girlfriend who's like, my daughter's missing, I live on this island, I need you to help come find her. He's a cop in Southern California, in LA. His name is Edward Malis, by the way. His you name is Nicholas Cage. No, no, his name was Edward Malis. <laughs> I mean. His name was Robert Paulson. Yes. All right, all right guys, we're getting a little close anyway, to interruption here. Malis, an LAPD officer, goes to... Uh, an island off the coast of Seattle to investigate for this ex-girlfriend. And he ends up on this completely, like, female-dominated island where it turns out they were all just trying to lure him into a human sacrifice to get their bees back so that their crops could grow. And it's actually really good satire for how we tend to trust like white dudes no matter how nicholas cagey and ragey and like his last name is malus which is literally like bad um how bad they may be over women who actually have a pretty good thing going on like bees are an endangered species and these women are just trying to protect them white dudes that just go around punching bitches we have plenty of those and we need a lot less and so basically this is like a really great satire it's a feminist satire by an excellent playwright neil abutes the director he's like super cool i don't know if you've ever seen in the company of men but he's got a lot on his mind he tends to have a pretty bleak worldview and i think that people got caught up in like the bear suit of it all but and missed out on like some really great feminist satire um also like yeah it's just good um you get to see a lot of like weird uh symbolic imagery it's it's probably the it's definitely the best shot movie at this table. Technically, it's it looks like a real movie. Mine has 3D in it though. <laughs> no, it doesn't. <laughs> yes, it does. Anyway, Will's movie is not the point. <laughs> Will's movie would get burnt in a wicker man on this island of women. That's what he did first. But no, it's it's great. It's there's they murder this like weird pilot dude because he can't keep a contract, so like off with his head. These women live by their own laws. Ellen Burstyn is great in it. Um everyone dresses 
in these really comfy looking clothes. I like that. It's basically just where I want to live. You know, like an anti-capitalist island away from dudes. No men talk besides Nicolas Cage, too, which is pretty refreshing. Um, yeah, I don't know. Frances Conroy's in it. I love her if you're into Ryan Murphy's stuff. Actually, I feel like this is a really, it's like if American Horror Story were good. And that's what I appreciate about it. Because if Ryan Murphy had the balls to just, like, follow through with some of his batshit insanity and actually say something, you'd end up with the Wicker Man. And I think that's a very reassuring and wonderful thought, indeed. Um, trying to think of what else I can say. I mean, it's just so good. You know, words elude me. So... <laughs> You got about a minute. I know, I know. I'm watching the timer right now, and I'm trying to think because I you can give up the time if you want to. I, give me like a few more seconds because there's just like I really do genuinely like this movie. I think the music's really good. Um, I think it's interesting because it plants the idea that maybe these women were manipulating him f- from the get go. Like the he sees a car accident with this little girl and this mom, and he can't save them. And I think that he doesn't see them burning up in the car after they get hit. And so I think that, like, maybe they were using some witchcraft. I like that there's hints of supernatural stuff going on, and then it culminates in human sacrifice. I like that we don't know if his cute cop friend, who looks strangely like Emily, which was really nice. Um, like I could see that. Yeah, yeah. Like, I think that she might have been on their side because everyone kind of had that same, like, thousand-yard stare and the cute braids and everything. So I, I don't know. I like that maybe they were just goading him into this and playing up his masculine insecurity the whole time, like, trying to, like, get him to white knight. Also, James Franco shows up at the end because they're trying to lure him into dying, and I think that's great because more people should be anti-James Franco. He needs to get me too The end. All right. That's it. <laughs> Let's uh, switch the timer here. <laughs> Pulled it together there, you guys. All right. And now for the rebuts. Are you going to say it's a feminist piece when it has James Franco in it, first off? <laughs> Secondly, uh, bouncing off what Will just said. Bouncing off of it. This movie put money in James Franco's wallet. So this movie yeah. helped James helped continue the James Franco problem. Which right. is barely in it. It also but. put money in a lot of women's wallets, though. Like, there were a ton of women that got cast in this movie. And, like... It definitely blows the Bechdel test out of the water. I mean, but uh, the Bechdel test aside, I mean, the, the Does problem it? is... Aren't they always re- talking about him or to him? No, they're often talking to one another about this little missing girl that doesn't exist. But without him present? Because I don't think I remember any of those scenes. No, I don't think so. I don't know what the Bechdel test is. He's even... No, that's a different... Yeah. All right, yeah. let's Hold be honest. Point. But it didn't put that much money in anybody's pocket except for Nicolas Cage's cocaine dealer. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, no one else. I understand. Uh, maybe it's because we have different eyes and different ways of translating information. Pretty much everything that you were saying, I got the opposite feeling of. Like, I felt like this movie was created to be a cautionary tale towards matriarchal societies and how they will purposely turn men into drones and then murder you when you, you know, it suits them. I mean, I just think that sounds nice, though. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, but I I totally feel like being... I don't think that the guy who directed and wrote this, because it was written and directed by the same guy has any feminist viewpoints and probably no, he, actually hates women. No, he really does. I, like, if you look at but, his But here's the problem. The but problem I think is it's that... really good. I think it's really good satire. I think it's it's like... Um, I, I guess satire no. if you were trying to make fun of people who are afraid of matriarchal Yeah, society. that's but, exactly what But here's what the it problem. It, it doesn't matter what he was trying to do. The fact that two people can watch it and get the exact opposite opinion means that his voice was not strong enough for the movie. 
It, just, it was it, a boring it's fucking boring movie. It's hell. It's How just, is it boring? It's got, Nothing happens. It is the most boring. I don't give a crap about the alternate ending with the bees, not the bees. I don't give a crap about the bear suit. I don't give a crap about anything. You took a movie that is one of the most captivating, well-made, amazing horror films ever, and you made a boring remake. Just painfully boring. The original Wicker Man, you can't look away. It is so captivating with every single frame. It is a masterpiece, bar none. And then you get this? This is a silent level trash. Like, I would rather... I just, no. Oh, my God. It's unwatchable. No. It is so, so here's, boring. Here's my take on it. Is It is the worst version of The Shining. The Shining is the best horror movie. Or replace it with The Thing. Because every fucking moment is creepy. And it is... Have you seen the original Wicker Man? I actually have not. Which I'm going it's to. It's amazing. But all of... In a horror movie, everything should lead up to the ending that should, you know, it should be drawing up that drama. Sure. Level, right? This had six interesting parts that were more funny than anything. <laughs> like him punching a chick in the face with, while he's wearing a bear suit. Hilarious. with this movie was the editing. Oh. Specifically. Specifically, example is when he gets off the plane. And so then they edit him going up a wooded area, and then suddenly they switch it to, now he's going up a rocky area, but you still see the plane. Where did all the trees go? Now he's walking in this direction where it looks like he's going into a very isolated place where you can't see anything. Cut to, now he's walking up a very well-made trail. I can still see the plane down there. Now there's people up here. Like, where the frick are we? It it feels like a really, really amateur, horrible idea of the shining's, uh, See, the shining's are... hotel that doesn't make sense geographically. You I feel like they're trying looking... to do that, but just failed. You guys are looking at it as a horror film, though, and because it's it is not. a horror film. No, the original was a horror film, and it remade it as a simple like human drama. It was more about his internal struggle. Like it was more about his insecurity as a man. It's it's a drama. It's not a horror film. But even as a horror, even as a drama, it doesn't hit these points well. Like even I mean, his insecurity really as a man. It's nothing just, ever, I disagree. I think nothing it's I've ever seen, compelling. Nothing I've ever seen in the advertisement, like trailer, poster, description, people telling me I gotta see this movie, do they ever say it's a drama or imply and, but I don't, drama? Even, no one but ever I don't, says it's a way. horror film. Yeah, they either. do. Even if it's mismarketed. I Everything don't... way it's marketed and described to me up until the point of me seeing this movie was as a horror film, but like a campy one. But like, and I'm fine with a campy horror film. Like, I yeah. enjoy campy horror films. Like but, my great movie that's gonna win. Absolutely never. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we will fight. Those are fighting. If, words. if this is compared between your two movies, <laughs> Wicker Man's the best thing I've ever seen. I said compared to Piranha Three Double. As an editor, here's what I heard: the, this movie is the best movie <laughs> I've ever seen. Yeah, Luckily, the I'm the editor on this thing. <laughs> At the end of the day. It was a boring movie that has cult notoriety for being campy. All right. Yeah. Time. <laughs> I love it. This is the worst later. movie ever. I love you, honey. <laughs> Don't hit me later. We've done the two good movies. Now on to the... Oh, no. <laughs> well, <laughs> so next on this list of... Uh, Joyful filmmaking. Oh no! I don't know which are our movies ranked. Which one's the higher? The next one. You're at, next. At sixty-six Woo! is Mortal Kombat: <laughs> Annihilation. Yes. Yeah. Let's play laser tag. <laughs> and your time starts now. All right, guys. So I had chose. I chose of my own free will. <laughs> Mortal Kombat: Annihilation. Oh. 
And boy, I'll tell you, do you want a movie with drama? Do you want it with action? Do you want intrigue? Do you want, like, amazing stunts and pretty good level of casting between men and women? <laughs> men and women fighting men and women! Then like, go somewhere else! <laughs> <laughs> Anything! <Thanks. laughs> there, There are daddy issues. There are... Male issues. There are issues between like representation. Letters. There are I- huh? like letter issues, like people letter? not getting like their the mail interference. On time. interference. <laughs> um, there are issues on colonization, and just like there's so much in this movie, guys. And to break it down, we start out at the end of the first Mortal Kombat movie, and then Shao Kahn comes in and goes, "Oh, you think you won?" Bullshit, I'm gonna come over to your planet and take you over. Gonna break all these Mortal Kombat rules and. We or get laws. Laws, mm. whatever. Mm. Uh, <laughs> uh, and then Raiden, who is not Christopher Lambert anymore, because who wants that guy, uh, comes over and goes, What? No, you can't do that. And Johnny Cage tries to, you know, do his own thing and, like, the super manly, like, I'm gonna solve this with my fighting skills. And he gets up there and he gets killed. Problems. <laughs> <laughs> so Johnny Cage is out of this movie right away. And then we also got a recast for Sonya Blade. I don't really know the woman who got recast. Uh, Bridget Wilson Sampras. She was amazing. Well, no, I'm talking about the woman who isn't Bridget Wilson Sampras. Forgettable blonde. <laughs> Um, and so then you just you find out Shao Kahn is going. I'm gonna t- are gonna merge our two dimensions and I'm gonna rule them together. And so then our you know combatants, our mortal combatants, have to go and get some of their buddies to come help fight with the new like threats. And in this movie, you find out that. Uh, Katana's mom is back from the dead, and now she's one of the bad guys. Family drama. (laughs) (laughs) And then you find out that Christopher Lambert, not Christopher Lambert, sorry, Raiden is actually the brother of Shao Kahn, and then Shao Kahn is getting used by their dad to pit the sons against each other, so family and daddy issue, guys. We have multiple layers to this movie. Uh, And so our guys go out, and they try to find new people to to get and uh Luke Kane goes out to uh the Native American character I forgot his name and whatever that's racist Chewy mm. he's Native American I forgot his name <laughs> Light Wolf or Night Wolf there you go <laughs> the guy who plays Night Wolf his name is Lightfoot <laughs> uh and he teaches Luke Kang that inside of all men is an animal, a primal animal that you must harness to do the ultimate mortal combat. <laughs> and while Luke Kang is learning about that, he runs into Jade, a scantily clad woman who's going to seduce him, and Trixie, she's actually going to go against him later. <sighs> Whoa. There's layers, guys. There's a spy film. Yeah. Oh, yeah. so many layers. Oh, intrigue, drama, and did I tell you that this movie actually did uh, inspire our one of our resident real-life heroes in this modern age? Elon Musk watched this movie, I'm pretty certain, and went, you know what? Those balls that fa- travel through the earth really fast are, like, propelled by air and shit. 
I'm going to do that. <laughs> so now we're going to get these amazing trains in L.A. that are propelled by magnets and air. You said Thank I was you. reaching with my movie. <laughs> yeah. I like Thank you, you Mortal Kombat like, Annihilation. Sure. <laughs> you have 45 seconds. And left. also, the production designer of this movie went on to do the entire MCU, pretty much, Thank you, Mortal Kombat Annihilation, for giving us the amazing visuals of Guardians of the Galaxy and pretty much all the other ones, including Doctor Strange and stuff, because he's an amazing production designer. And, yeah, yeah that that's it. it. I'm good. Right. Yeah. 20 seconds Mortal Kombat Annihilation, guys. All right, let me uh, get this switched over. <laughs> Can I just boo for five minutes? <laughs> I, th I think I have some salient points. Yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then let's get started. Hey, Five I looked everyone's speeches. I saw this movie in theaters when I was maybe like eight. Me too. And I remember vividly turning to my dad and being like, so that's what a bad movie is. <laughs> <laughs> because this is the worst piece of garbage. Like, you, like this video game has no plot. I, I would assume I haven't played a video game in a decade. There is a very loose, kind of shitty shit. plot to Mortal Kombat. Thank I, I you very much. I believe it's pretty loose and shitty. <laughs> no, but a, you got about, all the room in the world. Just make something up, and then is this is what you come up with? believing in yourself, and it's about finding that inner primal monster to fight another monster, and how that you sounds like messed up. to get together yeah. and teamwork and, and save and the world. Dude, first off, this movie pulls... From the worst of Mortal Kombat. Like, Mortal Kombat is a franchise that has had its problems. And this movie went, let's highlight them. <laughs> like, okay, and it made thing. it amazing. Here's the thing. Like, you guys know I don't play video games, right? right? Mortal Kombat is pervasive enough in culture that I know it. Yes. And the one character I can name is Johnny Cage. Yes. And they kill him right away, which seems really stupid. Well, he's it means not that, that fun of a character. I, well, I he mean, can do the splits and punch people in the nuts. And, and that's pretty much all he's done. Every, that's everybody in Mortal Kombat, though. No, They're they just, don't like, all fighting. do the splits. That's true. And <laughs> that's I know, one I know the one lady in the new game has like a scorpion tail and turns like, and then it turns like X ray. But this all seems way less interesting than that. Hmm. Also, also, do they ever explain how two brothers live in different dimensions? Like, does their dad live in no. a third dimension? So, during the Civil <laughs> War, two brothers lived in the North and the South. You get separated. That's different you than different ideologies. Not interdimensional. Yeah. So they like inter <laughs> they are interdimensional time hoppers or whatnot. So they, they are not. Are they time cops? <laughs> they are not. That would be more interesting. They are not limited yeah. by our very basic <laughs> Earthling knowledge but of time and space. Thing. They introduce these concepts <laughs> that seem kind of interesting. And then they just shit all over them. Yeah. It's like they were setting out to make the worst version of a movie. It, it's all of like, it's bad. It just feels like, like you know what the producers is about? Like, if we make a bad enough play, we'll make our money back? Yeah. This is like that, the movie. Because it's just like... This is springtime for Hitler. This yeah. is springtime for Hitler. But I love and that song. <laughs> Everybody does. That's song. why it I made too much really money. Catchy. I do have to call it a weird weird moment in this movie where the screen just fades to black for a second and then pops back out. It's the yeah. blackness of your soul. That was, that was your brain and shutting off. That was just in this them movie. going, we're out of ideas, even we don't know how to neutral, do transition. Even the neutral judge is arguing against your movie. <laughs> Can we also bring up, it's a movie about fighting and none of the fighting is all that good yeah especially it's the first all movie, really bad the first movie is like we just need to put as much quality fighting in a movie as possible and we'll just kind of shackle a plot in there as we go along this one did the exact opposite no we're gonna focus on the plot what about the fighting that's the only reason we're here 
Well, we spent all our money on the plot, so how do you guys feel about waving at each other quickly? This movie's fighting is so bad it makes fucking Iron Fist look good. Oh, God. That's, you've like, gone too far. I think in terms of, like, relevant fight scenes in this battle, it's clearly the paper factory in New York. Yes. Followed by Bear Punch Suit. Yes. Followed by Piranha Attack. To Mortal Kombat. Uh, no, <laughs> we're gonna in get my, to Piranha Attack. In my Let's movie, stay on focus here. Yeah, my movie: a dude who decides to go through an intense amount of surgery to get robot arms eventually learns that he needs to believe more in himself and rips off those robot Which arms and then wins the blasphemy. battle. That is so, that's that's so that's, dumb. That is so stupid. Jax's metal arms are like the coolest thing about him. Yeah, his yeah. Way rid of it. Well, they just, movie, they ran on a budget. You know that's why. I wanted you to know that you don't need robot <laughs> arms to be a man. I just, yeah. want to, I just want to point out too that Chewie, this whole Elon Musk thing is all <laughs> <laughs> That's not like a real thing. How do you that's know? all allegedly. Because he would have gotten high and tweeted about it by now. No, no. Let's be real. The man would have been microdosing and been like, you know what's dope? Mortal Kombat Annihilation. That's allowed on Mars with the prequel. I, I tell a person you want to take movie. I don't follow his Twitter, so I wouldn't Elon know. Elon Musk. He, he might have. Elon Musk has never seen this movie because if he had, it would have made him stupider. And therefore, nothing. He wouldn't have done anything with his life. This is why we're all kind of failures. Watched this movie at a younger age and just said, "Fuck it, I'm over it." It's like I'd be an accomplished film director by now had I not seen this movie in my life. Yeah, still, we just come and scream in all your faces about how you're all wrong. And we talk about die. How boring annihilation the character was. Mortal Kombat. (laughs) Oh, I'm so excited to talk about the best movie. <laughs> Welcome to the Thunderdome, bitches. Well, let's set it up here. Different uh, movie. Right. Different movie. <laughs> a good movie. That was a good movie. Compared to I don't like Thunderdome that much, but it's better than this shit. It really is. All right, all right, everyone. What is it like not it having t- a heart? Is Tina Turner playing the saxophone? That part is awesome. <laughs> well, so any movie with the saxophone is great. Yes, yeah. Master Blast. All better than your shitty movie. <laughs> Please continue. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, guys. Right. Great for the self-esteem. Let's, let's not, let's not uh, blow our steam too early. Wicked Wicked. Piranha 3D. <laughs> <laughs> there was someone was blowing something in this movie and it wasn't steam. Uh, I mean, <laughs> yeah, we'll get to it. Okay, cool. Uh, now with that awkward silence, uh, coming in at 74 on this IMDb list is Piranha 3DD. And uh, I'm going to start the clock now and you've got five minutes. Welcome to the best fucking movie on this list, motherfuckers. First off, it's 3DD. Don't, don't, uh, don't do that face at me, Brian. It's a very judgmental face for those who can't see it. All right, getting to the point. Faces are allowed. So, (laughs) Piranha 3 Double D tells the... It's just the most entertaining movie on this list, Mm. is why we're into this. Why I'm into this. Basically, David Koechner... That's his name, right? Yeah. (laughs) David Koechner and his stepdaughter own a water park. And his stepdaughter is at uh, Marine Biology School, away from wherever. Killer Frost, by the way. Uh, yeah, okay. Uh, thanks. So, she comes back home from school to find out that David Koechner has turned it into an adult-themed water park called the Big Wet. Um, basically, he's (laughs) the mayor from Jaws. (laughs) Damn it. (laughs) David Koechner is the mayor from Jaws, and, uh, he has been illegally pumping water in from the underground to save money. 
Uh, turns out the piranhas from the first film have found their way into the pool system because they are attracted by the chlorine. And ultimately, uh, people start dying, and it's awesome. And why it's entertaining is because A, it has 3D. B, you learn that David Koechner plays the the best scumbag ever and gets his head fucking chopped off. A uh, child's head gets eaten by a piranha. The piranhas learn to walk. They tremors too. They tremors too. <laughs> are you gonna just keep referencing better movies, or are you gonna tell us? I'm so much better than Tremors too. You know, piece of shit. <laughs> that's what I mean. Continue, if you can. <laughs> Maybe the all-star cast. Can I just switch to Jack and Jill now? <laughs> it's just better movie. Can I just switch to Jack that and Jill? No, damn it! That movie has a man playing okay. a woman, and that movie is better to win. I force pledges to watch Jack and Jill in college. Anyway, but can you please I do, at least I'm talk terrible. about Paul Shear? Paul Shear is in it. He's great. Um, he he re, uh, replays his role from the first one of a guy that films uh, Girls Gone Wild videos. Bing Rames is, of course, in it. He's got a shotgun for a leg. Cause, and they both have a great character arc when of learning to not fear the water anymore. When you're ripping up... Has <laughs> it done five minutes yet? We had two minutes left. Two Son minutes of left. a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> David Koechner. <laughs> He's the best. Is that the in this one movie. name you memorized? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Like there was anyone else important in this. Daniel um, Pennebaker, she's great. Uh, Gary this. Busey was in this. Oh. He bites a piranha's head off. Yeah, that was good. There's a lot of titties in it. Yeah. No, there isn't. There is a decent amount. It's basically one woman. She's a playmate, and that's about. No, it. there was like. No. I was actually disappointed She's... in the number of titties in this movie. Thank you. You called it but three. But not in the number That's of still his defense time. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm trying. But not in the number of Christopher Interference. Lloyd's. It, Interference. In... <laughs> yeah, Christopher Lloyd's in it. And, you he know. He did show up and cash a paycheck. You're right about that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, he believed in something. Uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I give up. I should have chose Jack and Jill. God damn it. <laughs> All right, we I will. could mount a good defense on Jack and Jill right now, but uh, <laughs> all right, chosen poorly. And now for the uh, coup de gras, the last five minutes. What do you got for him? So he didn't mention the fact that at one point a piranha swims inside of a woman's vagina yep. and lives yes. there yep. for days. Gross. How fucking gross this of an idea. Like, that's made. not even entertainment. That's just... No, this... That belongs in a David Cronenberg movie. How no, dare no, you a... shit on David that? David Cronenberg has a better idea of a female's anatomy and how it works than this movie does. It, this, this is a movie, movie called 3 Double D. I yeah. don't think we're going for reality it, You here. know, you could put it no. in a Kingsman movie and be fine. But, yeah, that'd work. But, <laughs> that'd just make it worse. Oh, <laughs> no. I've Why s- did we bring that up? <laughs> Why seen, isn't that on the bottom? I've seen my share of bro films. Yes, please. And this movie is a movie created by dudes who mm-hmm. I'm assuming carry around date rape drugs. No! <laughs> the feeling I had while watching it. No, they'd have a better sense of female anatomy. Yeah, I was going to say, like, that's, maybe. Yeah. like this like, is a this movie is... where there's a piranha in another dude's ass. I don't think these guys are... Uh, I just... I just imagine being on this movie set and then the director, the DP, and every other guy is just going, uh, 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 the whole time. This movie is a movie 
that was essentially made by Beavis and Butthead. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> no, that would still be a better movie. I they're don't funny. Know. Yeah, because Mike Judge made them. <laughs> yeah, like they're they're legitimately funny. Like that's the problem. This, this movie movie's it's, awful. It's not like, a horror movie. It's, it's not a comedy. Fun. It's uh it's just offensive to men, women. Uh, people fish somehow. Science. Uh, science. Like it, it's it, just. You guys, is this the worst thing David Hasselhoff has been in? Maybe. Yes. Yeah. No. He was in the SpongeBob movie. David like, ha- I do really want to say. I do so want to say that this does. So. You said this that film you enjoyed when uh, Chet, the Ch- guy running the park, like his, he'd be named his, anything else. When his head gets cut off, that was pretty entertaining. It is cut off. By a plastic string. And he's going like How? three miles per hour. Oh, what's your point? How? And then it's have a comedic gore where he runs over and murders a little girl. But like that's the thing. Like the entire movie is just, it doesn't matter. You have the first piranha, which the piranha, like the first movie, it's not a great movie. Are talking about the original piranha? No, 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 no. Not the James Cameron I'm talking about the Alexander Aja one. Um, that's the one. That's what this is a sequel. Three D. Yes, three yeah. D. Sorry. Uh, so like that movie, it was. It's not the best movie in the world, but it understood what like parody and it understood like commentary and it understood that you can be stupid while being smart. It knew that like if I'm gonna do commentary on this, that, and the other, I can do it with with naked women, with being over the top, with having uh, the super bro dude filming the naked chick swimming underwater, and have it be a commentary and funny and have something to say and have good effects. Like you can do these things with this sort of movie. And these guys went, huh, titties. <laughs> and that's the whole movie. And even that would be better in different hands. Like, this is just like, it's not titillating for yeah, sure. There weren't even good titties. Like, yeah, that's like, the thing. It fails and as also, like a nasty movie. Exactly. If all it you want to do is have naked women in violence, you got to do better than this because it's the violence is terrible. It's just carbon copy of the original, but cheaper. And then the nudity is just weird. It's just like, uh, like naked attraction has more believable. Like this movie's ugly. Yes, <laughs> you can't even make the boobs look nice. Like we looked up the cinematographer of this film. He never shot another movie after this. He's been a camera assistant. Oh no! <laughs> like he's is bad. Like, like or this camera is what... operator, camera operator assistant. He's been those. We looked at his IMDb. No more DPing. He was done after this. Like the movie, it, it's just it's offensive to the senses. Like the fact that this is the one that's like the best reviewed out of everything on the table is just mind blowing. Like I'm really that's what I think. I that's would so the much most rather, upsetting thing. Yeah, I'd rather like, watch Mortal Kombat again, and I hated Mortal Kombat. Yeah, Annihilation, you, not the original. original. I wish no, you yeah, had yeah, chosen Jack and Jill because then at least there's like a, a thought there. Yeah, you know, yeah, at least you have Al Pacino making commentary <laughs> on the role that he's currently playing with his lines. At least you have that in Jack. And Jill. This has nothing for anyone. There and is it nothing. has a guy who's surrounded by naked women, and he still chooses to be by himself and whack off in a tube, a pump, water pump. Then go actually look at those women. Yes, that is the I point do, in your movie. Yeah. I do forget that. Part. Oh, oh yeah, <laughs> I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Why? It's also you've got actresses who are really funny with like Danielle Panabaker and then the girl that was Cherie and Thirty Rock. Yes. Yeah. And neither of them get to do anything. No, they make Katrina Bodwin get down on her knees and beg someone to have sex she with her in the be- most uncomfortable scene. I don't want to scene. die a virgin. She literally, and like, it wasn't parody. Like, this is supposed to be her having a serious moment where she thinks she's dying, and this is her priority. Yeah, and she's, please, please have sex with me. Please. It's don't so, take me to a hospital. Oh, it's so uncomfortable and awful. <laughs> Oh. Now that we're not arguing, when I watched this movie, I messaged our group saying this movie's so bad I want to walk out of my apartment. 
Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> I, I wanted to start throwing things at our TV. In she was my mad defense, for two solid days. I totally two days forgot about this movie, and I saw it, and I was just thinking, oh, I like Piranha 3D. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good movie. And like, I, I think I, I might have watched this pretty drunk one night. And I think that was the sake night. About eight years okay, ago. Yeah. Oh, I thought you meant that. Oh, yeah. No, I have never watched this movie sake. sober, but when we had chosen it, like, I couldn't go back, was my understanding. It is not a good sober watch. All I'm saying is Jack and oh, Jill oh, is a phenomenal movie. You, Sam, all of the guys mm-hmm. that are heads on that movie were guys from Project Greenlight, so they're probably friends with Ben Affleck. Bum, bum, bum. I don't know what it's those are. We can't admit that yeah. into the evidence. I know, I but I'm just letting you know. This right, movie before was you made rewatch by total shit people. <laughs> okay, so for the the winner of this, a few factors kind of had to play in mind is um you know the de- your argument, your defense, um, more so kind of what people could come up with against your movie is where I was leaning with this one because I was curious. I in- I was entertained by these in different ways, and I wanted to see if people could make me actually not like them anymore. And I think the only movie that couldn't, like, no one seemed to quite get a, a, a get through the armor on was Hercules in New York. Hell yeah, it was. <laughs> and I think for the last place, because of an admittance of wanting to change the movie, it has to be on. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, go watch, do yourself a favor, go watch Jack and Jill, starring Adam Sandler and Adam Sandler. It's great. Al Pacino's in it. I bought the movie as a gag gift for somebody once. I forced pledges in the fraternity to watch it as hazing. (laughs) It's just too long. (laughs) It's really bad. It's really bad. It's like two and a half hours. It's It's just a commercial. (laughs) Good game, everyone. Good game. Hercules! Hercules! Hercules. (laughs) This experiment of yours of just picking one and hoping for the best has paid off. It worked out really well. Yeah. I'm happy with it. And I actually enjoyed the movie. Like, joking aside, that last half hour... I was giggling the whole way through. The, yeah, uh, and just, yeah, it was the hardest one to push against, I, I, it seemed to be. Uh, man, you bring Samson into that with Paul and Samson, holy balls. Okay, so that's it for... Samson. Samson. Uh, so that's it for this episode, this battle episode. Brian is our new champion. Woohoo! It's been a while. Yeah. Um, and uh, so we should do some plugs before we go. And uh, if you know what episodes are coming up, you can do that too. Yeah. Uh, so coming up next week, uh, we are finally going to talk about uh, Mission Impossible Fallout, a movie earlier last year. Uh, it's the most successful of the Mission Impossible franchise, and I can't, I cannot wait to. A- try to figure out why this one um not saying that it was bad but i'm curious why this is the one that connected with everybody uh and then coming up to, coming up after that maybe hot off its winning best picture who knows is roma uh which i'm again very excited to talk about and i didn't know where to place that one because we do things after the hype and that one is available for home video right away so i thought yeah. wait till after the academy awards it'd be the good after the hype window um and then this is a way long shot plug uh, we are going to do a sequel to this very battle, uh, and I'm excited to do it, where we are going to go to the IMDb Top 100, and we can pick anything off of that, and we're going to do a reverse battle. We have to describe them as if they are the worst films we have oh, ever fun. seen. So we're going to do a reverse <laughs> battle uh, in every way, shape, and form to this one. And I'm not sure when that one's coming up, but that one is on the calendar. Uh, and then, uh Then other plugs, of course, Venture Bros, every Monday. Uh, just about done with Season 3. That'll be... Uh, this upcoming Monday-ish, next Monday-ish. Calendars are fucking weird in my head. 
Uh, and then we have season four coming up, which is amazing. And it's so weird. And the ad campaign was, it's time to jump the shark. And I think that is a unbelievable, and I'm so excited to talk nice. about it. Nice. I'm almost caught up to you yeah. guys. So Ooh. I can't wait to see where it goes. Season four is amazing. It's some good stuff. Cool. Uh, how about you, Sam? I've got Samwise every Tuesday. Um, if you want to ask a question, you can dial 608-561-2755, or you can reach out at sam.wise.ath at gmail.com. Um, and also don't forget to visit our website, athpod.com, because there's articles currently every Wednesday and Friday, and we're hoping to start bringing even more your way. It's good stuff. And all that good stuff from uh, our friend Matt. Yes. Who was the uh, originator of this idea. Uh, yeah, and I have to mention, uh, Matt has written an amazing article that should be out hopefully now. Uh, you guys will probably know better than I would. But it's Babylon 5 article. Uh, if you have not read it yet, around the table, you have access to it. It's not online yet, but it is incredible. Uh, he does such a good deep dive. It's like nine pages, single space in a Word <laughs> document. Like when I say deep dive, I mean it. We follow, like we were following. He was giving us a play by play of writing this. He's yeah. Like, oh, I tried to edit it and add more pages. <laughs> <laughs> like, like if you've ever been curious about Babylon Five at all, this is where you need to go. Like he did such a great job. Yeah. And he's very proud of it too, which is saying something. Because if he's at all like me, anything I make, I'm like that could have been better. Uh, but <laughs> but this one, th- this is the one to read. If you've not read anything of his yet, this is a good one. Cool. Anyone else? else? Have anything else to plug? Is that it? Cool. We are done here. (laughs) Thank God. (laughs) (laughs) Bye. Bye. Bye.